Looking for hair removal tools that not only deliver smooth results, but also empower you with a sense of complete control? Enter Conair Girl Bomb, your secret weapons for smooth, sleek results made just for women. From the ultimate Girl Bomb grip and professional grade blades, you don't have to compromise and settle for less. Conair Girl Bomb equips you with the precision and power previously reserved for men's grooming tools. So take your hair removal routine to the next level with Conair Girl Bomb. Available at ConairGirlBomb.com or a retailer near you. You know you've got a comeback in you. When you take the next step, you're going to make it count. For your career, for your family, for your life. You can earn a degree you're proud of with Purdue Global. Purdue Global is backed by Purdue University, one of the nation's most respected and innovative public universities. This is your chance. This is your opportunity. This is your comeback. Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. What's up? It's Lip Service. I'm Angela Yee. I'm Gigi McGuire. I'm Stephanie Santiago. I'm L'Oreal. Yay. And this, is this the first time we've all been together since the pandemic? Yeah. Yeah. The gang's all here. Hey. So we wanted to do a check-in and update with everybody. So, you know, let's start with you, Gigi. You are in Atlanta. I am in Atlanta. I am living my very happy single life. I have a puppy. (laughs) And I am currently on OnlyFans, popping it like I'm dropping it. it, it. (laughs) Um, And also, I've been casted on season two of Beyond the Pole on WeTV. Um, We do do a coronavirus special that will be airing any day now. It's a 90-minute, one-episode special called um, Living in in Lockdown or On Lockdown. Um, And season two is going to start whenever they give us the green light. It was supposed to start in August, and here we are now in September, and we haven't started yet. So as soon as the network can figure out what's going on with um, production and this whole COVID situation, then we will start filming, and that's what will be occupying my time. So you'll be on the series? Yes, I am officially a cast member of season two of Beyond the Pole. When we We're not even doing toast. Okay. Oh, why not? Shit. I'm so happy. For I'm you. drinking from the bottle. Too. Many okay. <laughs> well, congratulations, Gigi. Have you, been, have you been dating at all? I have been dating. I'm single with a whole bunch of boyfriends and no real relationship. So okay, nobody that you feel like you could lock down with. I don't want to lock down. Okay, now I feel you. You, you know, I want I want my freedom right now. Maybe eventually, but right now I'm just enjoying the freedom. Okay, uh, L'Oreal, let's check in with you. Well, y'all know um, I talk about it before another episode. I've been working from home, just like you, Ye, and um, just focusing on my morning show. We doing good. We um, we hitting number one in a few of the markets we're in, so that's really good. Bully and the Beast podcast is doing amazing ever since quarantine. Right now, I'm in LA, so don't think I'm just in a hotel because I'm fucking. Um, <laughs> I needed a break. We can tell that's the hotel. 
Well, oh, it looks like a hotel to me, but um, I, I took a little vacation. I'm in LA. I needed to clear my mind a little bit. And um, yeah, as far as dating, I'm definitely dating. I'm having fun and I'm happy. So You know, if y'all have sex, you have to have sex with a mask on. Um, uh-uh. I'm, I'm not popping kidding? my pussy just yet. Um, I'm just telling you that's what it is. You know, I'm still holding that part down. So uh, <laughs> you got to do a lot to get some poom poom. But uh, that's it. Like, you know, and I told y'all I was starting to work on music again. So that's, that's good for me. It's more of like a, I'm not taking it as like a job like I was before, more like a hobby, something that is fun to me and I like to do. So that's cool. And we got to finish that lip service theme song we was talking about. Yes, we're working on that. I actually spoke to Black Youngster because remember he said he was going to give us. Promised. Yeah, yeah exactly. So we're still going to do that. I spoke to him about it. So we will be knocking that out very soon. And I'm ready to get back to work. So we need a cure that y'all could all take because I'm not taking a vaccine. I just want to make sure oh, y'all. We're supposed to take it. I don't yeah, think so. So I could come outside. <laughs> I don't want to take the vaccine either. I'm sorry. Yeah. Now, I don't want to stick that thing on my nose. I feel like I've been... In- I had to do that a few times. How was it? She was talking about another thing being stuck up her nose. What? <laughs> That's not what you put in your nose. I don't know what you do. Freak. <laughs> now, one more question, L'Oreal. Since you are single now, right, you mm-hmm. always say that you don't mind having sex with the exes because then it's not a new number for you. It's not a new notch. Yeah. Not off the table. Yeah, that's off the table. Like, and even like being in LA, there's a, like a couple of guys that I dated before that's like, oh, I see you're out here. And I'm like, oh, yeah. Like, <laughs> I'm not, I, I'm off the whole ex wave. Like, I don't even speak to my ex anymore at all. Like, I'm good. Like, I don't want no exes even around. Go on. I'm claiming it's extra money. <laughs> extra, extra. <laughs> all right. Now, Stephanie, listen, I'm happy to have you here because. I know that you've been having a journey to go through on your own. And, you know, we support you as your sisters here on Lip Service. So we did notice, like, the last couple of the times that you were on, things were a bit off, like, distracted. So I wanted you to be able to have the floor right now to just kind of talk about some things that you've been going through. Okay, to start off, I'm doing really well right now. Thank you, God. And thank you for everyone who supports me in that. I appreciate it. But, um, so since quarantine, I was, um, I had a really bad drug problem. I was popping a lot of pills. I was doing Xanax, Percocets, Vicodins. Um, I was just doing a lot of drugs because I had a lot of time. I was in the house. So I was doing a lot of drugs and I ended up really, um, messing up my health. I was really sick and, um, I decided to go on a faith journey and I got baptized and, um, I went to a holistic doctor and they looked me in my eyes. I didn't tell them what I was doing. And they said, you have a drug addiction. And if you don't stop, you're going to die. And within the next 15 years. So I'm in my thirties. That's not a long time. That's, that's too, that's too young to die. So I decided to do the withdrawals at home by myself. And I've been clean for about seven weeks now. I haven't done any drugs. So, you know, I'm feeling really healthy. Um, I, I'm, I'm feeling like I'm able to travel again. And like L'Oreal said, I have, I'm, I'm planning on going to L.A. And I got a lot of things to work on in L.A. 
I didn't feel healthy enough. I was scared to leave New York and New Jersey because I was worried about where I was going to get my drugs. <laughs> but everything, you know, came in order. The withdrawals were really hard and I did it by myself. I got, and you know, it was the probably the worst experience I've ever experienced in my entire life. It was more painful than giving birth to a baby. Mm -hmm. And it lasted for how long? The withdrawal lasted about two weeks, like for it to be completely gone. The worst was the first five days. Mm -hmm. And then, you know, I felt better after like two weeks, but it really ruined, like Percocets really ruined my stomach. Like my stomach was so bad. I had to go to the doctor because I thought it was done for me. I thought I, I gave myself a disease and they just told me, you know, you got to get off of painkillers. You're not in pain. So you got to get off of painkillers. And I'm like, I'm already off of them. And they're like, okay, so now it's time to heal. So I've been healing and, you know, I've been really deep in my faith. I know that's not the most interesting thing to talk about on lip service, but I think it's somebody, it's, it's something that people should know. You know, you like you can overcome addiction. You can, you're, you can be strong enough on your own. I didn't have any friends here helping me. I did it all by myself, even though that's dangerous and you should have someone there to take care of you and support you. But, you know, I had my mom on the phone and my sister on the phone and they weren't around to be here for me, but I was able to do it by myself. And I'm just very grateful that I caught myself before it got worse. I have been doing I have been doing the pills since November and then it got really bad during quarantine. Mm -hmm. Now I'm completely sober. I do be smoking weed like twice a day though. What made you do what made you even start taking pills? What, okay, that's a good question. And what made me start taking pills is I was going through two breakups at the same time. So last year, I don't know, people if you if you follow me, my friends know. I was engaged to a Puerto Rican guy, remember? Yeah. So um, I left him to go be with the guy that I've been with for a couple years. We remember that. And of course, me and him broke up again. And you know what? I was just like, you know what? I'm checking out. That's it. I want to check out. So when um, right before the pandemic hit, I sent them both to hell. I And I, I decided to just stock up on drugs. I stocked up on toilet paper, um, water, and... Percocets. So you think it was like to kind of to numb yourself from? Yeah, I just wanted to check out. I just wanted to sleep. Like, like I would wake up and be like, okay, going back to sleep. Pop, 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 pop. Mm -hmm. Like, I mean, I was up to, I was up to like taking sixteen Percocets a day. Sheesh, damn uh, stuff. You know what I mean? And I was even doing when I did Xanax, it wouldn't work for me because my body was so immune to it. I was taking like four bars a day whenever I did Xanax, just so I could go to sleep. And I was waking up really sick. I was waking up like, uh, pop, 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 taking more pills. So, you know, I'm not going to lie. I probably would have continued to take pills, like wean myself off of this one and start another one. And then wean myself off of that one. Like we, I would wean myself off of, off of Xanax to take Percocets. And then I will, I would, try Percocets is it's it's the worst withdrawals ever like where you know Xanax when you get off of them you get a little shaky but Percocets makes you sick like a heroin addict it, it is heroin it's like heroin pill form so 
that was the worst. Like I would weed myself off of the Xanax and then start taking Percocets. Percocets, Percocets, Percocets. It was my favorite, even though I've always hated it. First time I did Percocet, I was a kid and I never liked it. I don't know what made me, I do know what made me do it. The, um, I started talking to a guy, I never had sex with him. I started talking to this guy and he was like, oh no, you shouldn't take Xanax, you should just take Percocets. Right. And I was like, okay. And then I got really addicted to the Percocets. Like, I don't even think I've ever been as addicted to, I was abusing Xanax, but I don't think I was as addicted to it as I was the Percocets. You know, I was telling you earlier, I think it is so important the people that you surround yourself with too, because those influences on you can be really positive or negative. You know, for somebody to tell you, don't do Xanax, just take these Percocets. Like, that's not somebody that cares about you. advice. It's like worse or whatever the case. Steph, what was your turning point when you just knew, like, I can't do this anymore. It's it's becoming too much. When the holistic doctor told me I was going to die. Because, listen, this is the truth. My mother has a drug problem. She's been doing drugs for 30 years. He told me, listen, your mother could do all the drugs she wants and live to 100. You are not going to live past 45. That's like tomorrow. Right. You know how fast the years go by? And I'm, I plan on still looking good at 45. <laughs> what? Like, I don't want to, I don't want to die. And then I, I lost, I mean, taking Percocets, I lost like 30 pounds. Mm-hmm. So I, I was getting really skinny and everybody was noticing it. And I, I don't really care about what people think because I like being skinny. Yeah, I thought you wanted to be skinny. When I first you did that before. I like being skinny. Yeah, you'll like stop eating. So, you know, I, I didn't know. I myself so I could be yeah. skinny. Yeah. Exactly. But then I noticed that I was getting skinny. Like, I was looking at myself like, oh, shit, I don't got no legs. Hmm. Like, what about my legs? My legs, Charlie Murphy, what about my legs? <laughs> What were some of the other side effects? I know you said your stomach was really messed up. Um, the side effects of withdrawal? No, like before that, you know, while you were on the drug. Oh, I was really constipated. I was really, I had a bad attitude. I was treating people bad. Another side effect of it, it was making me a little depressed. Like I would wake up crying from my dreams. I wouldn't even remember the dreams. So I was crying. That's that's a sign of depression. Right. It was just, it was... Ever, it didn't do anything good for me. The only thing good it did for me was let me sleep. Mm-hmm. And for uh, and to be honest, I've been clean for over a month, and I sleep like a baby now. Like I, I sleep so much better. Like even before I go to sleep, I don't smoke weed because I'm scared that it's gonna give me anxiety, and I just go to sleep without smoking in the nighttime. Like if I smoke too late, I know I'm gonna stay up till three o'clock in the morning because I, I it doesn't put me to sleep. Like just being natural, drinking like right. some, just drinking some water or drinking a tea before I go to sleep. I'm not right out, you know. And I wanted to, to talk about this on lip service because I'm not ashamed of it at all. I'm not embarrassed. I feel like it's something that should be spoken about yes. because there's a lot of people out there doing pills, and you know they rap about it and they think it's okay and. You know, whatever floats your boat, I'm not judging anyone. I'm not judging anyone for their habits. But, you know, it's not good for you. Like, another thing they told me is, God forbid, if I got into an accident, you know, none of the painkiller drugs would work on me if I had to go into emergency surgery or something like that. So, I I mean, I don't think I'm going to get into an accident, God forbid. But, you know, 
you never know what's going to happen. And that scared me a lot too. You know what I mean? Did you ever feel like you took too many pills and like maybe at one point, you know, you were scared like to even go to sleep or anything like that? Because I know there's people that they do take a lot of pills too. And it's like, you know, was that fear ever in your mind? Like I might not wake up. That's a good question too. I, at one time, because... It's one thing getting your drugs from the pharmacy and it's a whole other thing getting them from the street. I don't know what it is. So one time I had gotten some Xanax and they looked a little funny and um, I took them and they made me crazy. Like I was walking into walls and falling on the floor and everything. And I ended up buying a drug test from the pharmacy and I tested the drug it was fentanyl in the drug it was a oh. and so you know that, if you would have took too much of that that could have killed you alone i would have died i would have died and that's exactly what they told me they said that what's going to happen is one day i'm going to take a pill and i'm not going to wake up and that is crazy that's, that's scary no that's- i literally bought the, i got an, i got the drug test in my cabinet because i bought the wrong one first but it was just for like weed and you know, regular drugs. And I was like, oh no, this isn't the right one. So I had to go and buy the one. It's like 30 different drugs they tested, they test for. So whatever, I boiled up some water. I let the pill, you know, I let the pill, just, like I let the pill sit in water and then I I poured it into the cup and it was fentanyl inside of the pill. Damn. It was a street Xanax. I bought them off the street. They were blue. So did you know who the person that gave them to you? Did you confront them about it? Or? I absolutely did confront them about it and I went and I got my money back mm. because I was pissed the fuck off. And you know, he could have killed you. You don't know who else he's doing that to also. Right. That's what I'm saying. I'm, I'm like, it's mother. It's people like you that are killing people out here. Mm-hmm. You know, for money, it just doesn't make sense. So from there, I stopped getting, I stopped getting any pills from the pharmacy. I mean, from the, from the street. I will only get my pills from the, from like somewhere I knew that it was coming from the pharmacy. So, you know, our uh, mutual friend that you yes. would get pills from, um, mm-hmm. you scared him one day to the point where he felt like he couldn't even get you drugs anymore. Listen, he stopped answering my calls. Yeah. He told me. And I figured that, you know. Yeah, he, said, he said that it was frequent and it was a lot. And he's like, you know, Steph, my girl, you my folks, you know. So I'm going to look out for her. But once it started to scare me, he said what happened was he gave you a lot one day and then he texted you and you didn't respond. And he, he said all that could go through his head was like, you OD'd and like we're yeah. so close and we're on the show together and we're friends. And he was just like, I couldn't have that on my conscience. So I just really had to just like stop. Oh, he, stopped, he stopped answering my calls and I appreciate that. But girlfriend, I was driving from, you know, I was driving from New- Newark to Philly to go see him. You know that. Even when I was with my man out there, I was like, Hitting him up like ah, because I, I I just wanted it so bad, and it's like I, I I felt like you know when you're addicted to something, you were like I'm not just so I just used to sleep, you know what I mean? Like I'm not really trying to get high, but that's if you need something to sleep, if you need a hard drug to sleep every single night, you have a drug problem, especially if you're not getting it from you know a doctor, right? You know what I mean? So I knew that's why he wasn't answering. Um, he wasn't answering my calls, mm-hmm. and I respect that about him. You know that's you know that. You know let me ask you this: right? For people listening that might have like a friend who's addicted to pills, what would you tell them? Because sometimes you can't talk to someone. Like, do you feel like anybody could have told you 
listen, girl, you got to slow down. Like, you need to stop doing this. And you would have listened. Like, what would you tell somebody? Do you think you got to do it on your own? Is that like, you know, can you encourage your friend? A lot of my friends tried to give me the advice, like, yo, stop, slow down, slow down. And look, even our folks, um, G's folks was like, nah, I'm not, I'm not giving it to her no more. You know? So I had friends like that, but I really feel like you need to take it upon yourself. Unless it's someone who has experienced it. I would have took took the advice like if someone had would have told me like, hey Steph, I was on Percocets and I was taking sixteen a day and I I almost died from the withdrawals, I probably would have been a little scared. But you know how you know how people are, especially people with strong personalities and strong heads like me. I'm like, I'll, I'll listen to your advice and I'll respect it and I'll take, but I, and for me to take advice is a whole different story. You must still do what you want. Exactly. Yeah. I'm still going to do what I want, but I have to say, as soon as I found out what I was doing, because they told me, Stephanie, look how skinny you are. The first thing that happens before you die is your body starts to eat you up. Mm. And then I looked at myself in the mirror. I'm, I got bones in my chest. My, I have ribs sticking out. I mean, I'm like, damn, I look good. That's crazy. But you can see like my face sinking in. I had to go get fillers so that way I, I wouldn't look so sick in the face because it was literally making me sick. Mm. Now, what was the withdrawal process like for somebody that is watching and they're like, okay, I want to kick this. Like, what was that like? How, how would you get started? The with, Okay. So I... They all my Percocets until I ran out. I had bought, I had bought seventy of them. Now I'm gonna tell you the cost of it too, because I, I want you to understand how much money I was spending on this drug too. I bought seventy Percocets that ran me about two thousand dollars, maybe a little less. Wow, maybe a little less, because in pandemic they're really expensive. So, but you know, I'm like whatever. I'm getting money. I don't even care. So, I bought seventy of them. And I took all of them. I took all of them in about five days. My gosh. So I was like, all right, I ain't got no more. I ain't buying no more. That's it. This is the day that I'm going to stop. So the first day, it was fever and chills. During a pandemic, that's really scary. I was like, oh, shit, I got the fucking coronavirus. And my mom is like, no, idiot. You're going through withdrawals. Relax. So I'm like, oh, okay, mom. And then... The next day, it goes to heart, like the worst contraction in your stomach, the worst cramps. I mean, I was so cramped up, I couldn't even move. Like every time I got up to use the bathroom, I was like bent over like an old lady because it hurt so bad. Then I know we talk about shit on the show. I always say girls don't shit. Yeah. We're being real and serious right now. I had massive diarrhea for like a week, including cramps. I had to like drink bottles of Pepto-Bismol to make myself feel better, which kind of sort of worked. It didn't work that good, but it helped, you know, stop the diarrhea. And from there, it went to just being really tired, like feeling really like, oh, like, oh my God, I don't have the energy to do anything. And then I got hungry. Then I started wanting to eat. My appetite came back. That's, so that's when I knew I was starting to heal up because my appetite came back. But the worst, 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 worst is the first 
five days, the first five days, five, for, if you could get through the first week, you could get through it. Because I'm telling you, it started from fever and chill, throwing up. I forgot about that part. It was fever and chill, throwing up, um, a little coughing, a little coughing. I'm telling you, I thought I had Corona. I don't know. I don't. Thank God. And um, then it went to the terrible cramps, diarrhea every 10, 20 minutes. So imagine your stomach hurting really, really bad and then having to get up every 10 minutes to go sit on the toilet and kill yourself on the toilet. You're like in mad pain sitting on the toilet. It was awful. You're throwing up and you're shitting at the same time. It was terrible. I had nobody there to help me, but I felt like I had God with me. I know, I know that's, I know. That's fine, Stephanie. That's what you need with you. Yeah. But I know, I know a lot of people, you know, they're like, what the hell is she talking about? She naked on the internet talking about God all the time. You know, God loves God love hoes. God loves him some hoes. <laughs> Shut up. Love hoes. Read the Bible, bro. God loves all his children. Steph, let me ask you a question. <laughs> when you were going through it, those really hard days, did you ever think to yourself, like, or what was the motivation to get you not to be like, you know what, let me just take a pill to make this feel better again? And I had other pills. I had Vicodins in the house and I had Xanax. And I was like, I'm not taking any of that shit. Um... The motive and and the motivation was the strength inside of me. I, I was like, I'm stronger than these pills. These pills don't run my life. I run my life. God runs my life. So I I had the pills right there on my table and looking at them like, nope, nope, nope. I'm not. I don't care. I'm not taking that. The most I took was Motrin and Tylenol. That's it. That's the only medicines that I took besides. I was taking Pepto Bismol, Pepto Bismol, Motrin. And Tylenol at the same time. I was doing four Motrins or a Motrin 800 and two Tylenols at the same time, just so I could, you know, get any kind of pain relief I could. It didn't work that good, but it, it helped. If anything, it probably was a placebo to make you feel like it was doing something. Exactly, it was more in my mind. Exactly, that's how I feel. Like, oh, okay, I, I think I'm getting work. Yeah. But it, it was probably just in my mind. You know what? Also, you are super religious. And I feel like it comes out more when you get drunk or when you did used to be on pills. So what did that say to you? You know what I mean? Like through, through those times. Even that's a, that's, that's good. That's a good observation, L'Oreal, because when you're doing wrong is when God is like, uh, uh, what are you doing? Like, like, what's up? Like, oh, oh you want to be in faith or you want to get drunk? Which one right. do you want to do? You know what I mean? And, and I totally agree with you. I would, that one time, all right, one time I was so high, I was so fucked up on, I was so fucked up on Percocets, right? I was just sitting there, sitting there, so fucked up on Percocets that I had a hallucination of my guardian angel telling me, like, you're doing the wrong thing. And I was just like, oh, I'm dreaming. I'm bugging right now. I'm bugging. I'm totally bugging. So... When I came out the trance, I was like, yo, I wasn't bugging. That was like, like I just had a moment, but that still didn't make me stop. That still didn't make me stop. I was like, oh, well, I, I guess I'm just tripping out. I was that high. Yeah, I was that high. Like you said, I, you you guys know, I've, I've been on a faith journey for a couple of years. Mm -hmm. And right now I feel like I'm, I'm closer to my faith than I've ever been. You know what I mean? So 
as when as soon as I got baptized and you know I went and saw the person that I needed to see to tell me what was going on in my life, I didn't even tell them I had a drug problem, and they knew from looking in my eyes. You, they thought they thought they thought that I was doing cocaine. They thought that I was doing cocaine. They asked me if I sniffed coke, and I was like, oh, um, I automatically thought it's like he he sees that I'm skinny, so he thinks I'm sniffing coke. And I'm like, no, I'm not. I'm not sniffing coke. I don't sniff coke. I was like, um, he's like, but you have another drug problem. And I'm like, yeah, I do pills. And he's like, oh, that's even worse than doing coke. He was like, um, he was like, okay. He looked at me. He was like, yeah, you're gonna die. You're gonna die before you turn 45 if you keep taking these pills. He's and like, this is when you went to get. This is when you went to get baptized. This is after I got baptized. So I, I, I was shook. It, it scared the shit out of me. Like I have a son, I have a 14 year old son. You know, I, I wouldn't want him to live like that with his mom and knowing that his mom died from doing drugs. Like I, 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 my mom is, is in my life still in my thirties and she's been partying her whole life and I feel very blessed. But I know that, you know, she's like, she has alien blood, like she's different. She, it's not like, my, I'm not as strong as she is. And I don't think the drugs that she was doing when I was a kid is the same drugs that they have now. Right. You know what I mean? So. Do you know what your triggers are, Steph? Like what you have to stay away from to make sure that yeah. you stay clean? My triggers are when my boyfriends get me depressed. Like when my boyfriends. You that's the only thing that bothers me. Yeah. I don't stress yeah. out about anything. I don't stress out about any, anything at all. I don't stress out about money. Even if I if I'm not rich, I don't stress out about money. I don't stress out about material things. I don't stress out about anything. But a man does something wrong to me, I forget it. I'm like already, already, already. Check out. Time to be lights out. I'm going to sleep. I'm going to sleep for a month. I, I don't even want to deal with this. But that was my trigger. That was my trigger. I um, you know, I'm I'm still dealing with the same guy I've been dealing with for for so long. And he ain't going nowhere. Like that's that's another thing that I've realized in this time. Like no matter what happens, he's gonna be there, whether we're fighting or not. He ain't going nowhere. But what does he think about all of this? Like what what did he do while you were going through everything? Was he supportive? Was you know like what what role did he play? actually fighting? We were actually fighting, and when he saw that I was, um, because he's, he knows me. So he knew that I was doing something different. So when he saw that I was, um, on that, I was getting baptized when he saw that I was wearing, you know, a white handkerchief and, you know, getting baptized into my religion. Um, he hit me up right away. Like, I'm so proud of you. I know this is something you've been wanting to do for a long time. I love you so much. Like, I'm so happy you're doing these ceremonies. I'm so happy. Like, and that was like, wow, I could not believe it. Like, so I can't lie. He was very supportive. He asked me what made me, he was like, I know it's me that made you do this. And I'm like, no, it's not you that made me do this. I've been on this journey before I met you. I've been on this journey, on this faith journey for like seven years. So it's like, it's just you making me feel terrible about things just pushed me further to want to go into my faith. It's not because of you. It's just, I took a bigger step while we were fighting. What was he doing while you were taking pills? What was, 
Like, was he doing them too, or was he like, what was his thing? Doing them too, but he would be like, oh, oh, what's wrong? You can't sleep here. Take a pill. Oh, oh, you upset? Oh, okay, okay, yeah. Go take one of your pills because you got a bad attitude. Go take one of your pills. So he didn't care. He didn't care. He didn't care if I was doing drugs or not. He didn't give a fuck. And what was his reaction to you becoming clean? When I told him, I was like, "Yeah, I'm, um, I'm, I'm in ceremony, and you know, I'm doing all of this for so that way you don't stress me out, and I don't have to take drugs to go to sleep." And he's like, "Oh, you're not taking drugs to go to sleep?" I'm like, "I'm not taking drugs at all. I'm just fighting through it." And he's like, "Oh, I'm so proud of you, baby. When you come home, I'm gonna give you a gift." Uh, 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 uh. like bro i don't need you to reward me for something that i decided to do myself like the reward is me being healthy the reward is 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 me being able to get up and go and do what i want to do to have a um, to have my house the way it's supposed to be to be organized to organize my life organize my career organize my home you know that's the reward for me it's not you because you're not going anywhere but if he's a trigger Right, as some form or fashion, how do you think that's going to play a part on your recovery and your new journey? Like, is that a positive thing? You know what I mean? Like, one thing, one thing I have to say is, you know, I do love this guy. I do love this guy, but I know I don't got a future with him. He's not the man that I'm going to marry. I know that for sure. That if I don't, we're not getting married. It is what it is. I don't expect for him to marry. I never. I mean, maybe in the beginning, I thought, oh, maybe this will be the guy I'll marry when mm-hmm. you don't know somebody, you know what I mean? But I know him really well, just like he knows me really well. So I feel like at this point, after um, after everything I've been through in faith and um, getting sober, he, there's nothing he could do to get me to get me upset at this point. Like he tries. He has tried too, but... There's really nothing he could do. It sounds like he's not good for you, though, Stephanie, because he's trying to get you upset. And you, you know, know. Y'all know he's not. Y'all know what I'm talking about. Y'all know he ain't We good. know, but, you know, you, we don't want to say too much. And right, right. if you know, you're not going to end up with him if he's trying to do things to upset you. And, you know, it, it is like you said, you know, when you get upset, when you're in a relationship, when you're fighting, this is what you would turn to. So now you got to figure out how are you going to handle things? differently because he's toxic it sounds as though and if you're untoxifying yourself i just think that when those people come in your space it's a negative it can cause negative things and i think you look so great right now you sound so positive you sound amazing like i'm happy for you i see the difference honestly and you know stephanie we did some lip service episodes and i was like she just doesn't look like she's well and she's here and present I was probably yeah. dead high or waiting to get high. So wait, like, is it over? Is it over? Do you think if I go over here, they'll see me pop the pill? Right. This is the best that I've seen you in a long time. Right. And we yeah. don't want to say too much because we don't want to be triggered as far as like to make you upset. You know what I mean? We want to support you as friends, but sometimes you could push a person the wrong way. You know what I mean? And, and saying things to them and they could shut down and not want to talk to you. So that's why it was also difficult for us. Like we would, if anything, have conversations like, well, what can we do? But at the same time, you did have to come around yourself and and figure it out. And you did. And I think that's amazing. But I will feel like we would have to kill this nigga. Mm-hmm. If it, and I do. I do. I feel that way because he's obviously 
something is not all the way positive with him, you know? You know, it's funny because my sister gave me the same advice. She's like, Steph, even though you think the things that he does can't bother you, one day it might, and you might just go off the rails again. So, I'm, I mean, moving forward, honestly, I don't think I'm going to give him another year. I don't think so. I, it's been four, and I don't, I don't really think I'm going to – like, I know – I know that I'm going to get what I want no matter what. And it's like, do you want to be in a relationship that's going nowhere? Because that's what you're going to get over there. Right. And I just don't want you to slide back in because I know it could be just one day something goes wrong and he's not going to discourage it. No, oh no, he'll go and buy the pills for me. He'll right. Go and that's not what you need right no. now. You got too many great things happening. And it's crazy because it's not like you don't have options of plenty of other men, men that are trying to talk to you. But I know when we have this habit and this love for a certain person, we stick around. I mean, everybody except Ange, <laughs> but like, <laughs> every, like we all have been through something where we've stayed in toxic situations. And I feel like that's why now, like even me talking to you about it, I know that I've been in a situation where things were going great and positive and this man who has nothing was able to bring me back down to gr ground zero, but I had to fight back up through it. And I don't want to see that happen when, you know, we want you to be doing great. We want you to be present. We like this Stephanie. Yeah. We love this Stephanie. Like yes. it's the other one that scares us. You know what I mean? But how can we talk? Cause you'll snap at us too. You have before. Well, that's what I'm saying. I get nasty. You know, I get nasty when I'm on them jokes, especially when I'm coming off of them. When we were on tour, I was looking for Xanax everywhere. Everywhere, everywhere we went. I would call one of my friends. I got Xanax. You got Xanax. Xanax, Xanax, Xanax. Didn't we get some in Atlanta? Yeah, we got some in Atlanta. We got some in LA. Oh, you must stop being a goddamn enabler. Yes, yeah, it's like Gigi. Is that the problem. <laughs> right here. Yeah, Gigi's just my friend. Gigi, cut her off, okay? But anytime she asks you about some shit like that, no. She already knows. She already yeah. got Xanax and Adderall in Atlanta. We gonna have to cut Gigi off in a second. Like, <laughs> I remember somebody told Lori, yeah, I was addicted to Adderall, and I was like, well, oh, yeah, I had to check that nigga. I was like, if she's addicted to Adderall, I got a problem with her because she didn't give me nothing. <laughs> I never had Adderall in my life. I was like, and he it was, was an artist too. And I'm like this, and he was saying it in front of other people. And I, I had to shut him down. Like, bro, no. Well, no, it was, can I say who it was? Yeah, it was Joe Button. It was Joe Button. Yeah. And he was telling people I'm addicted to Adderall. And I was like, dude, I've never done Adderall in my life. Have you I was like, and? Wow, he got much for him to say that. I have no idea where he got that from. He said it to me, though. And I was, like, caught off guard. Like, he was like, yeah, you know, because Ann just addicted to Adderall. And I was like, like, I wasn't going to tell my friend, like, Joe is cool, but Angela's my friend friend. Like, in real life, no industry shit. So I'm like, when was you addicted to Adderall, bitch? And I needed Adderall, and you didn't get me that. <laughs> like, like, I, I never Why you didn't give me the Adderall? Yeah, like, I tell y'all what I do. I've done shrooms. <laughs> I have no problem with that. You know what I'm saying? Oh, I did a shroom the other day. I ch I'm never doing shrooms again in life. Like, I can't wait to hear this story. In Arizona. I got them from Arizona. They was albino something. When I tell y'all, I just freaked the fuck out, like, a couple days ago because I had them. I will never do them shit. I thought I was getting kidnapped. I'm just like, fuck that shit. I was seeing shit. Like, and it was, I took a little piece. Drugs are bad, okay? Okay. 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 
Okay. Okay. okay. Is that we? No, but Stephanie, I, you know, and let's all make sure that we keep on continuing to check in on Stephanie, even when we're not doing an episode, just to see how you're doing. And I am happy that you decided to share this because there's so many people. We all know somebody that has had problems with pills. And, you know, we're just happy that you were able to catch yourself. We do not want this to ever happen again. We love this healthy, beautiful Stephanie that we have here with us. Yeah. So if you need anything from us, of course, you know, we're here. I know we're going out next week to catch up and sit down and talk. But I'm just, you know, I'm just cautious about this dude because you don't need negative influences in your life. And I understand that we care about people and whatever. But back to what L'Oreal had asked, um, you know, I spoke to my sister. My sister, you know, she's very supportive and she lives not too far from me. So she's been coming to visit me and cook for me and things like that. And she told me the same thing. She's like, Steph, I know you love them. You know, I know you love them, but sometimes you just got to let people go. Like, if they're not if they're not good for your health, especially. Because mm-hmm. you know, one thing having a broken heart, but it's a whole other thing when you're killing yourself with substances. Right. Or being depressed. You got to love you more than you love someone else. Exactly. And more than and they love you. And that's exactly where I feel like my faith took me because I felt like I was, I'm, I feel like I'm so close to my faith and it makes me love myself so much. It makes me feel like I, um, you know, like I'm so proud of myself. Like I know I, I can feel the love of God because I can feel the love for myself because that's what God really wants you to do. He wants you to love what he gave you and that's your life. You know yeah. what I mean? And I'm sorry, guys. I know. I know this is lip service. Oh, listen, we no, want to hear all about it. This yeah. can help anybody else. And that's what lip service is about, too. It's not just about relationships and sex. It is, you know, relationship with yourself right. is really just as important. And honesty. And also no judgment. Like, that's what lip service is. This is a no judgment place for us to be honest and to help other people, too, with our own personal stories and journeys. Yeah. Help each other the best we can. And I really wanted to share this because I'm not ashamed of it. I'm not embarrassed that I was, that I fell into a hole of addiction. I'm not embarrassed. My mom, you know, my mom, my mom has a a bad, a bad addiction. And, you know, I mean, she looks good and she's fine and everything, but you know, not everybody's the same. And, and And I've never been ashamed that because my mom was a great mom. She, you know, we were never abused and she showed us a lot of love and, and stole good values into us, but you know, she, she did party. And it is, that is what it is. She's a good person, but she, she has her issues. And you know, not that I didn't want to end up like my mom, but you know, seeing my mom, I should know better. You know what I mean? And she doesn't want that for you either. No, not at all. When I told her I was clean, she didn't even want to talk to me when I was doing, when I was doing the pills. At first she was like, oh, take this, this will get you off of this. Uh, take this, this will get you up for that. But then I started calling her like, hey, mom, can I get some more of that? And she was like, don't call me, I'll see you over this. Yeah, because then you start becoming addicted to that. And yeah, Even my sister. My sister was like, Stephanie, as long as you're doing drugs, I'm not talking to you. And you have your son. And I have my son. I didn't tell, I told my son's father, and he told me anything I need if I needed him to come and help me out. He has a, he has a whole wife. He has a girlfriend. But he, he was like, Stephanie, listen, you're the daughter of my mom. I, um, excuse me. <laughs> we know what you mean. I was like, what? You're the son of my son. And, 
you know, anything you need, I'm going to be there for you. To, if you got to go to the hospital, I'll take you to the hospital. Anything you need, I'm going to help you with it. I don't want to see you like this. But he knew right off the bat that I was doing drugs because he knows me real good. We were together for seven and a half years. So he knew right away. He never saw me so skinny. And I'm not going to lie, I like being skinny. I really yes. love being skinny. I remember when but you in a healthy, a healthy way. Way. Okay. A healthy way. I, 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 but that's what I'm saying. It's one thing being skinny and a whole different thing being yeah. not healthy skinny. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right. right. And please, um, people that are listening, don't think like, I want to lose weight. Let me go buy 70 yeah. perks to take them. That's my stomach. Stop working. And Stephanie, so can you admit now on this podcast that girls do shit? <laughs> You're annoying, Angela. <laughs> All right. This is the one and only time I'm going to admit girls do shit. That's it. That's the last time I'm ever going to say And we are it. supposed to. Before you recorded it, yeah, I'm never going to say it again. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, listen, y'all. Thank you guys so much. And thank you, Stephanie, for being so open and transparent yeah. with us because you don't know how many people this could be helping right now. Sure. That's why I wanted to do it. I, I really, um, like I said, I'm not embarrassed and no one should be embarrassed. You just take care of yourself. It's so important, especially in these times. I was I was messing up my immune system. I could have really got even sicker from doing all those drugs. So, right, and in particular, right now with coronavirus, it is a tough time for people who are in the house, who are going through relationship issues, who are going through financial issues. Right, everything that you're going through, we know it's not easy. But right. that's not that's not going to be the fix to anything. No, it's just no, making your life worse. It's stopping you from. I, I'm, I actually missed a lot of opportunities because I was too high on drugs. To be honest, I mean, I'm very grateful that there's other opportunities that are always being offered to me. I have you guys in my life, and I'm very grateful for you guys. I'm always grateful for you guys. You know, um, but of course, there was a lot of things that I missed out on because I was doing drugs. I didn't want to go outside. I was too lazy. I mean, the one thing I can say is I'm never lazy to take a shower. I was always in the shower. (laughs) Every time. She's like, I'm taking a shower. (laughs) And brush your teeth. Don't forget that. Oh, brush my teeth. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Well, yeah, please enjoy the rest of your week. We'll be back next week. But Stephanie, again, thank you. It was nice to have all of us on here. I miss being with you guys in person. And we love you, Stephanie. We support you. you. If you need, you already know, if you need anything from us, like you call us and we're going to make sure we're there as best as we can be. Thank you. I love you guys. I love you guys so much. And And we love all of everybody listening to group hug, group hug, bring it in. (laughs) (laughs) Bye guys. Bye. And we love you too, Dan, even though you're not. Yeah, Bye, only, yeah, Dan. only Dan. I love you. <laughs> <laughs>